Funded by the State Library of Western Australia, this collection of stories documents experiences of the COVID-19 pandemic that hit Australia in early 2020. The COVID-19 pandemic led to the declaration of a state of emergency in Western Australia on the 16th of March. WA went into lockdown between the months of March to May, with further restrictions continuing for months after. During this time, events were cancelled, schools shut down and parks became overcrowded. Thousands of individuals, businesses, communities and organisations were severely impacted as they were forced to work from home, social distance and book emergency flights. This collection, produced by the Centre for Stories in Northbridge, Western Australia, explores these unprecedented effects and contributes a record of this remarkable time in history. Up-and-coming Paralympian Robin Lambert discusses the effects COVID had on the postponement of the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. I've had a disability since birth and um, I don't think I've really let that stop me from, from doing what I want to do. And um, I think, you know, really, if you want something, you can you can go out and do it. Certain people might have a harder time in doing that. You know, there might be more obstacles. But if you believe in yourself and, and you know, you surround yourself with people that believe in you, then anything anything's possible. I'm training my ass off and I'm trying to get to the Paralympics. You know, if someone was training for the Olympics, that's quite inspirational. But it, it's not inspirational because I'm disabled. It's inspirational because of the work that I've put in. To me, I see sport as being my job, you know. Um, it's, it's, I train six days a week. It's just, uh, it, for me, yeah, it's just a job. But I also see it as being a, a platform. You know, I'm able to connect with people, especially other young people with disabilities and sort of to be a mentor and to help them, you know, realise what their passions are and, and their vocation is. So I think, yeah, definitely coronavirus has helped me, you know, realise that, like, why am I doing this? Like, if, I, if I'm not competing, why why am I still training? Oh, because, you know, th this is the platform that gives me the opportunity to connect with people. You know, there's an incredibly high rate of young people with disabilities that are uh, not encouraged to participate in sport. They get to a certain age and it's just like, you know, it's not for you, you know, it's, it's something physical and... Um, you know, you, perhaps you'd be better suited to, you know, being in the library or, you know, at school and stuff like that. So a lot of, a lot of people um, interested in, in getting involved in sport and then also sort of just navigating um, being a young adult with a disability, having a body that's different to other people and, and how do you navigate that and how do you connect with people. I do say disabled person, not a person with a disability because I don't think I need to remind anyone that I'm a person. <laughs> I mean, I, you don't say a person with womanness or a person with gayness you know you say a woman or you know a gay person because we realize that that it's just another part of someone's identity and it's nothing to be you know to shy away from in fact a lot of words have power and um yeah to me I'd, I'd rather just say the word and and deal with the issues the, the reasons why I'm disabled which quite frequently isn't because of my impairment it's because of lack of access and, and stuff like that especially as a disabled person you know everyone's working from home now or you know have had a period of working from home that's something that disabled people have been campaigning for for a long time, um, having the opportunity to be able to work in an environment that, you know, works for us um, and, and seeing that, they, you know, businesses are now saying, oh, you know, we can have, you know, more flexible working arrangements is, uh, you know, it's a good thing. At the start, people, I don't think we're taking it too seriously because we are so lucky in, in WA that, you know, we could just shut the borders and, um, you know, it didn't seem like a, too much of a risk, but I think, you know, any risk is a risk enough. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, just trying to, 
push the message that, you know, we should be social distancing and, and because, you know, it might not be you, but it might be your grandma or, you know, someone's friend or someone's dad who's going through chemo. Like there's a lot of people that are vulnerable to stuff like this. I think we've actually been, been doing really well. I mean, all my family's based in the UK and sort of seeing what's happening over there, it's, it's you know, quite concerning. Um, I think, you know, my grandparents haven't left the house for months now because the situation's so out of control over there. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm personally, you know, pretty proud of the way that we sort of just got got stuff done, closed the borders, you know, um, mm -hmm. everyone sort of did eventually started practicing um, social distancing. And um, and I think, you know, it's also real, made a lot of people realise what's important. You know, we've had more time to spend with our family. We've had more time to spend outdoors. And it's also made people realise that a lot of the things that we were doing, you know, there, there are other ways to do that. And I think especially as a disabled person, you know, everyone's working from home now or, you know, have had a period of working from home. That's something that disabled people have been campaigning for for a long time, um, having the opportunity to be able to work in an environment that, you know, works for us um, and, and seeing that, they, you know, businesses are now saying, oh, you know, we can have, you know, more flexible working arrangements is, uh, you know, it's a good thing. When we sort of got to the, the coronavirus period, I ended up just doing a lot of work at home on the roller and which is not that entertaining, <laughs> kind of just pushing to nowhere, but uh, gets the job done. So usually if the track's closed, I would I'd hit the park or hit the path. <laughs> it was pretty busy. I think everyone, yeah, was just looking for anywhere they could go and, and do something. So for me, I, I was obviously going into my first Paralympic Games in, in 2020, hopefully. Um, so I was really working hard to sort of peak for that and to, to put in my best performance. And I think um, I was going into that qualification period ranked third in the world. So in, in, in the four years, I'd climbed from 13th to third in the world. Um, wow. So I was, I was on track for, a, yeah, a really good season. So, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a shock to hear that that, that wasn't going to happen. And it's like working. You, you sort of work really hard to, to get the time off to go on a holiday. And then a lot of people, you know, get to that holiday and then they start feeling run down or, you know, they get sick because their body's like, oh, I can relax now. And I guess that's what happened with me when we sort of got to the, the coronavirus period. I ended up getting a lot of injuries and sicknesses because my body was like, oh, we can chill out. We don't have to train so hard, like, because there's nothing to, to train for, I guess. So for a little while, obviously, the, the Institute of Sport was closed, so I didn't have access to the gym there. And also the, the track was closed. Um, so we sort of transitioned to doing a lot of stuff at home. I have um, rollers, which is kind of like a little treadmill system um, for the chair. So I was doing a lot of work on that. And then also I was pretty lucky because my dad actually owns a gym. So because we live together, we still had access to that. Um, so I was, I was actually able to do a lot more strength work, which, which is quite beneficial for me. So, you know, it was just looking at why am I doing this? You know, what, uh, what is it that, you know, why am I so passionate about competing and why am I so passionate about, um, you know, being an athlete and, um, in this period where all of our competitions and all the things that we're usually focused on has been taken away, it's, you know, it's, it's made me realize that, it's almost it's it's bigger than those competitions. The reason that I can com compete and the reason that I you know train six days a week and um, I think that's helped build my resilience to just you know oh I might not feel like doing this training session but it's leading to something bigger. Um, so every session counts, you know. So it was just before my warm off at the the World Champs in 2019, went into that comp ranked third in the world and and my wheelchair was broken. I couldn't push in a straight line. I was going across three different lines trying to push in a straight line um, just before I was going into the call room where we sort of line up for our race. 
Um, so I had the mechanic frantically working to try and fix my chair and I basically didn't get an opportunity to warm up for that race. So I think before the race had even started, I'd sort of discounted it like, I, you know, I'm not prepared, I'm not ready. So And now I'm just a little bit more mindful of, you know, no matter what the situation, I've put in the training before, like my body knows what to do, it doesn't matter. Um, so that's what we're sort of working on now. I think, you know, really, if you want something, you can you can go out and do it. <laughs> I mean, with it being my first Paralympic Games, we're trying to remain realistic, working on, on getting faster and, and um, chasing national records and, and uh, stuff like that. You know, to end up on the podium, wherever that is, would be um, an absolute dream come true. Thank you for listening. For more information about the Centre for Stories, head to our website, centreforstories.com.